Hi, this is audio producer Scott Moore. This show contains disturbing content that many might find triggering. Please find full content warnings on our website. Welcome, my darling, to episode 5 of the Blood Crow Stories. We'll be going down to the operating theater soon. Today we're going to study the skin's reaction to various needle cages. Isn't that exciting? How is the progress of the hatchlings? Slow, but a few of them show promise. When will they be ready for the next phase? Not for some time. They're still on the torturer classes. For this clutch of hatchlings, we need to make sure that they have the best knowledge to be able to transfer it on to the others. If the new facilities are to be successful... If? We do not have time for if. We need them ready to teach others before they move on to their trials. Absolutely. And I assure you, I understand how important this next phase is. And with that, it means that it does take time. We do not have time. The humans found us once, and they can do it again. No foul-ups. Yes, great one. Now, go rest. I shall have Allison bring you dinner. One hatchling has been intentionally slacking in her studies. Sama Day at Eidolon Studios as colleagues and friends gather to lay the esteemed Gary Connor to rest. The notorious bachelor left behind no widow or children, and so those who knew him best, his Hollywood family, were there to mourn him. As previously reported, Mr. Connor's funeral was a closed casket affair because, as a representative of the studio put it, the lasting image everyone should have of Gary Connor is in his films. However, RBC was able to exclusively learn that Contrary to previous rumors, Mr. Connor is hardly disfigured. Even at his own funeral, he managed to look as dashing as ever. See? Even Ullman says he's dead. He saw him. And I'm telling you, so did I. It was Gary Connor. Right there, standing in front of me as clear as you are now. Are you positive it wasn't someone else? Maybe someone who looked a bit like him. Who else looks like Gary Connor? No, it was him. He even asked if I wanted his autograph. Okay, that does sound like Gary. Holmond also said that he wasn't disfigured, but I'm telling you, there's no way he looked presentable. Much less dashing after whatever killed him. But he said that he saw Gary. Ullman doesn't usually lie. He didn't say he saw his body. He said they learned that he looked fine. There's a difference. Maybe someone lied to him. Either way, all of this sounds completely wrong. You are onto something, Remy. Someone's trying to cover up something, and we have no idea who's involved. I'm glad you agree. Felt like I was going crazy there for a minute. Well, we're behind you now, sweetheart. Thank you. But now we need to figure out who's covering up... whatever happened. And my top guess is still Newsflash Donovan. Yeah. If anyone seemed like the murdering type, it'd be him. But... 
I don't get why. Hell, if anything, Donovan's been more stressed trying to get this new movie off the ground. Sure, he didn't like Gary, but he didn't like anybody. Why kill him if it's going to make his life that much worse? Well, that's what I haven't been able to figure out. We also don't know how Samantha talked to him if he's dead. Have we decided that was definitely Gary? I thought you were done doubting the women in your life, Jacob. Right. Okay. Sorry. I believe you. I do. I just don't have an explanation for this. For any of it. I might. What? I might be able to help. How? Well, Hannah, do you think it's okay? (sighs) It's your call, Malcolm. I think they can handle it, though. Handle what? Yeah, what's going on? (sighs) Okay. Where to start? No, I don't want to hear it, Barry. You knew I didn't want to work with you. You knew it. Why'd you bother coming out here at all? Are you kidding? Another chance to work at the famed and esteemed Idolon Studios? How could I possibly pass that up, Darla? You once called this place the desolate wasteland where careers go to die. And you seem to be thriving here. I'm sure you do just as well at a bigger studio. But hey, you do what works for you. And you know what works well for you. And that's admirable. Ugh! I am not getting roped into this again. I knew nothing could ever keep you down. Not even me. See how much better you do under pressure? Don't. Start. Ah, I see you two finally found each other. Or rather, I could hear it from down the hall. It's fine. (laughs) Why wouldn't it be? Donovan, so good to see you again. I haven't seen you around town much. You... You know I can't get out much. Oh, why's that? Refresh my memory. Barry, it's my heart. I spend most of my time in the office. I can barely leave the building without getting winded. Do you... do you not remember any of this? Hmm. Must have slipped my mind. Barry, we worked together for eight years. Ah, well, you know how these things go. How what things go? Well, listen, it's been a delight catching up. I really have to run, though. You don't have a damn thing to do until tomorrow, and you know it. Hey, you two take care, and I'll see you in the pictures. What the hell is wrong with him? Oh, thank God, you see it too. Everyone else around here seems smitten with him. Yeah, everyone except Montgomery. Of course not. Barry's one of the few people with an even bigger ego than his. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I need to go talk to him before Richard does. Richard? Yeah, Montgomery seems to be grooming him for something. I have no idea what, but he's been holed up in his office for days and he's not taking meetings from anyone but Richard. I don't like this. You don't like most things. What makes this one different? This time, we just lost Gary. And I still haven't seen him. (laughs) You really think he'll be back? (laughs) He's a bigger star than you think. Being a star doesn't mean anything. Eli Taylor used to be big, and when's the last time you saw him? Uh, I, I don't... Okay, but that doesn't count. Of course not. Look, I have to get going. Just please, please be ready tomorrow. Sure thing. (sighs) What's his problem? Asshole! What? Gary! What in the hell are you doing here? I thought we were making a movie. Where is everyone? What are you talking about? Do you not remember what happened? I remember Donovan gave us the day off. Like I need another night of beauty sleep. Look at me, I'm full up. Oh, fuck. 
You dissociated. I did what? What's the last thing you remember? I remember shooting with you. I think we were just getting to the love scene. That's right. I'm pretty sure it was the breakup scene, though. You were... Wait, what now? Don't you remember, darling? It's Dala. I know what I said. Are you... Are you seriously trying to flirt with me right now? Well, you know what they say. There's no better... Time... Than the present. What the... Oh, right, like the name of the movie. Look, I admit it's not the best dialogue, but I've, I've got to work with what I've got here. Yeah, I know it's just... Maybe not right now? Sure, darling. Whenever you think it's a good... Time. Ugh, stop calling me that. Mr. Montgomery? Donovan, make it quick. I have a meeting in a few minutes. Um, actually, sir, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Your meeting is with Richard, right? It is. What of it? Are you planning to read him in? (sighs) Do we normally read recruits in after a single meeting? No. Do we do so after a single assessment? No. Do you think it's likely anyone read in at that stage would have a very positive reaction? (laughs) I do not. Then what makes you think I'm going to read Richard in? Are you? Martin. Don't call me that. As you like, Donovan. I know you've been questioning my decisions ever since I brought Richard on board. But you know the pressure we're under. Sometimes things happen that are outside of your control and you have to take drastic measures. That doesn't mean I would do anything to jeopardize our organization here. You trust me, right? Mr. Montgomery, don't take this the wrong way, but I I don't trust anyone except myself. That's a good answer. Even so, I'm afraid you have no choice this time. I'll handle Richard. I just need you to focus on getting his movie made. You know my talents are suited to better tasks than... Mr. Montgomery, sir. Ah, come in, Richard. Uh, Donovan here was just leaving. (sighs) Yes, I need to go. Get Barry up to speed. Oh, good idea. Thank you for that, Donovan. (laughs) He okay? You know, I'm not sure if that man is ever okay. Right. You wanted to see me. I did. How you feeling, Richard? How am I... feeling? Yeah, sensitive guy like yourself. I wanted to see how you were doing after Gary's funeral yesterday. I'm fine, sir. Thank you. I don't think I knew him well, so I'm not... Oh, sure you did. I did? Maybe not him personally, but you know people like him, right? Young men cut down in their prime. Some of your own fellow soldiers were shot and killed right in front of you. They, um... They were. Yes, sir. Did you ever get to bury any of them? No, sir. And why is that? I guess I didn't kill enough Nazis fast enough, sir. (laughs) That's good, Richard. Humor's good, but so is grief. You know that, right? Sir, I'm not sure what this has to do with... I told you before, Richard, this all goes back to your movie. You want to tell a story about death, but you can't talk about it? I can. This is just... These men were like family to me. And not to be disrespectful, sir, but... I'm not sure you and I are close enough for me to talk about this with you. Well, I'd like it if we were, 
But if you can't talk to me, maybe you'd prefer to talk to them. Them? Your men. Sir, I really don't think... It's just an exercise, don't worry. It's a little something I picked up a while back. Just, uh, just relax, all right? Close your eyes. All right. Now, I want you to tell me the names of your squad mates, the ones that meant the most to you. Stevens, Franklin, Smith, Freeman. Give me their first names, Richard. These weren't just soldiers, they're your men. David, Joseph, John, Billy. Billy. Tell me more about Billy. Sir, I... Tell me about Billy, Richard, please. He was... A kind man. A good soldier. A better friend. You knew him before the war, didn't you? How did you know, sir? I have psychic powers, Richard. You do. (laughs) Richard, you told me before. During your assessment, don't you remember? You told me about Billy Freeman. Oh, right. Now, close your eyes, Richard. Come on now, tell me more about Billy. Uh, Take me to him. He was always excited about life. He he was always helping people, and I think that's why he joined the service. I mean, most of us just wanted to get away or wanted to fight the bad guys, but Billy... Billy just wanted to protect everyone back home. He was... He was too good for us. I see. Tell me more. He always took care of me. Even when we were away. I mean, he knew how to care for all of us, but... Especially me. It's... Well, it's scary being overseas in a war zone. For me... Yeah. I had to be brave for all the men, but Billy knew. He knew how scared I was, and he... What was that? Keep going. Sir, don't we need to... Keep going. Um, okay. There were some nights that Billy and I would stay up late talking, just about home, about our friends, about my fiancé, about his family. Richard! I don't think he wanted to go home. He missed it, sure, but he knew there'd be nothing left for him there. Did he come home? No, he died over there. He knew I was going to get married when I came home. I don't think he wanted to see that. Richard! Maybe I should have done something different. Maybe I could have done something. Richard! Billy? Richard, it's okay. What the hell? Where are you? I'm... here? I... I I think I've always been here? I'm not sure. I can't see much. Only you. What do you what do you mean? What's going on? I don't think I have a lot of time. I just need to know. Did you do it? Did you marry Samantha? I I did. And are you happy? I am. Just tell me you're happy. Please. Billy.
Billy? Billy? <sighs> Sir. Whew. Sir, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, Richard. I'll be fine. That just takes a lot out of me. What does, sir? What in the world just happened? Uh, it's... it's complicated. Can you... Can you do it again, sir? Not right now. It's hard to control. How did you do that, sir? I could show you. Try explaining it one more time. All right. Let me start over from the beginning. Have you ever cut down a tree? Of course. Of course? What, you haven't? Not the point. Yes, we all know how cutting down trees work. So, when you cut down a tree, you leave behind the roots. Deep and sprawling, stretching far underneath the earth. Sometimes far longer than you could ever imagine, and that's how people work. People don't have roots. Jacob. What? This makes no sense. No, they don't have physical roots, but we do have spiritual roots. Connections to people, places, the memories other people have of us. You are more than just your body. You're what others think of you. You are the impact you have on the world. You are your purpose. And the greater your impact, the more focused your purpose, the greater your roots will travel. So, what does that have to do with Gary? Well, I can't say for certain, but it seems to me that Gary impacted a lot of people. A lot of people remember him, and those memories are like antennas. Are they like antennas, or are they like trees? Jacob, I understand you're upset, but I need you to be a little less belligerent. Malcolm is trying to help. I'm sorry, Hannah. I just don't understand what he's trying to get at. I'm saying that Gary had a strong personality. Not one to easily give up. And that personality impacted a lot of people, yes, yes? If you cut down his tree, his roots would still go deep. So you're saying he lives on through his impact on us? I am. Mm, that's great, but it doesn't explain how you could physically see him standing in fucking front of you. It does! Uh, wait. Wait. We're waiting. When you say he lives on, is that some colorful metaphor? I mean... It can be very colorful, yes. People's energies are a spectrum of... Malcolm, are you saying that he literally lives on through us? No, not at all. Gary's dead. Ah, uh, okay. So? Or at least his body is. But his spirit lives on. And if his purpose is strong enough, he might just be able to... coalesce into the physical plane! Oh, for fuck's sake. You're saying Gary's a... a ghost. I... don't much care for that term. Malcolm, that term might help us understand. <sighs> well then, as you wish. If it helps, you can think of him as a... ghost. Though it's not what everyone thinks it is. Sometimes... Anna! Yes. Do you fucking believe any of this? I'll ask again. Do you know anyone in here that I don't trust? <sighs> no... Then all you have to do is trust me. Can you do that? Yeah. yeah. Of course. I can. I trust you. 
but I don't totally know how to believe all this. What does that even mean? Sam saw Gary's ghost at the service for him? Well, he would crash his own funeral. (laughs) I mean, it did look just like him. Okay, so... Wait a minute, does that mean that he would know who killed him? Oh, shit. You might be right. Could that be the case, Malcolm? Oh, it's entirely possible. If he can coalesce properly, he might retain his memories, although some people dissociate. What does that mean? It's when a person blocks out the moments of their death, usually to avoid bringing it into their post-body life. It especially happens to people who have a strong internal self-narrative, regardless of the world around them. Okay, so Gary probably doesn't know a damn thing. What else is new? We still have to find him, though, right? I don't know how we do that. Or what we do with him, if we can find him. Well, whether he remembers what happened to him or not, we can at least question him. But we also have to be careful, because if someone tried to kill him, and then we go looking for him, I mean... If you need me to fill in for you again, I can try. You are such a sweetheart. Yeah, I really appreciate that, but... I mean, I also need to get back to my job, and I don't think you could do that for me. Yeah. For now, we need to lay low. Get back to work and not let on that we know Gary's around. Or that we're trying to find out what happened to him. Someone is clearly orchestrating these attacks. Until we find out who it is, we can't make waves. Fuck. We have another meeting tonight. Do you think you can go? I don't know if we can miss it without anyone noticing. Yeah, I think I can do it. I can go, too. I'll stay here. Last I checked, Richard is working late, as usual. I'll be here when you're all done. All right. Let's get going, then. Welcome, my loving family. I know this has been a hard week for everyone, but I'm pleased to know that we can all come here and congregate to help each other through the hard times. Gary Connor was one of the best of us, and he will be sorely missed. Not for long enough. Shh! Is there something wrong over here? No, sir. Good. Because your torchbearer is speaking. But the business of entertainment can't stop for anyone. No, no. Not even a legend like Gary. You're all here because you don't just like your job. You love the people you work with. You're like a family to each other. That's right. That's what you are. A family. And now I want to introduce you all to another member of our family. You might have seen him once before, but he's decided to join us officially. Richard, come on up here. What? Are you all right, sir? I'm fine. Be quiet. Richard here is going to be leading our next production. Ancient Beasts of Turtle Island. All right. But he's also going to be joining our family here at Continuance. I hope you all welcome him as warmly as you welcome each other every time you come here. Especially since he'll be joining us as our newest Level 3 Torchbearer. No! Now, I know, I know it's a little unusual, but... I also know that most of you are used to things being a little unusual around here, isn't that right? Uh, We're not jealous around here, right? No! And we welcome our family members' successes, right? 
then I trust that you will all... Martin? Martin? I can't... I can't breathe. Give, give us a man. Now, everyone back away. Donovan, are you all right? Here, let me help. Oh, fuck. Donovan, what's wrong with... Jacob, stop. Back away. I said give him some space. Someone call the staff doctor. Get them in here now. You'll be all right, Donovan. Just, just breathe. Just breathe. Did... Did you... Now, 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 it's all right, Martin. I only did what I had to do. The Blood Curse Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 4, Eidolon, is written by Eric Ravenscraft. Sound production by Scott Moore and Foley production by Zachary Vardo and Nikki. Our cast includes David Benedict, Ellie Collins, Trevor Garner, Laura Hauser, Evan Ivey, Randy Mack, Judson Ragsdale, Eric Ravenscraft, Joe Ravenson, Tyler Sutherland, Emily Thomas, Amanda Van Heil, Daniel Van Heil, and Zachary Vado. The Blood Crow Stories is recorded at ARTC Studio with assistance from Atlanta Radio Theatre Company. You can find their own audio dramas at artc.org Subscribe to our show on iTunes Google Play, Stitcher or the podcast app of your choice Follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast Facebook at facebook.com slash Stories, and Instagram at Stories. Learn more about our show at www.thebloodcrowstories.com If you like what we do and want to support our show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Stories. Thank you. Now rest, sweet subject.